You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. You are listening to Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. This morning, you all are listening to Dawn Fitzpatrick and Ray Pingoy, both of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. How's it going? It's great to be alive. Fully alive. Fully alive. <laughs> Fully alive. So here we are in the, the heat, the dog days of summer. That's right. We, uh, we can say it's summer. We We're feeling it. We've been saying that every month now. That's okay, true. This is unofficially, officially. This is officially, officially. Now it's just the dog days of summer. That's right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It's been a little bit hot. But at the same time, kind of savoring every single moment, especially the heat. Oh, yeah. Because we're heading towards cooler weather. Well, we know it's always coming. Yeah. Especially in Chicago. Yeah. I was just with some friends from Texas, and they were thrilled to be in the uh, Midwest North, <laughs> away from the Southern Texas heat. Okay. Although oh, it was yes. pretty hot here, so it was. Yeah. yeah, humid and hot. Yep. But uh, you know that's that's their thing. They say, well, they're in Southern Texas, so they take a week or two every summer and try to go somewhere that's not quite as hot. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it's like the opposite of the snowbird effect. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Come on up, right? That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. Cool. All of the people here who spend, you know, a couple of a couple three months down south in the winter just to get away from the freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's all in God's beauty. That's right. Which is interestingly enough. Yes. Their first topic this morning, right? Boy, Beautiful. see how I did that. I, I love that. that transition. That's yeah. great. That's some yeah. Holy Spirit stuff there. It sure is. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about care for creation and the encyclical Laudato Si. And joining us is Michael Terrian, who serves on the Archdiocese of Chicago's Laudato Si Encyclical Working Group and is the Archdiocese Laudato Si Ecumenical and Interreligious Liaison. He chairs Ecumenism Metro Chicago's Chicagoland Christians United for the Care of Creation and the Catholic Association of Diocesan Ecumenical and Interreligious Officers Care for Creation Committee. Wow, that was a mouthful. Mm. He's a trustee and founding memory, uh, member of the Parliament of the World's Religions Climate Action Task Force. Michael serves on the Catholic 
Climate Covenants Steering Committee, Vatican's COVID-19 Commission, and Vatican's Laudato Si Action Platform Working Group. And interestingly enough, he also works with us in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. So, Thank you, Jesus. So what yeah. a credentialed fellow you are, Michael. A Welcome. Gift. We're so happy to have oh, you. Hi, Michael. It's a lot of titles, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's a blessing to be with you, Ray and Don. It really is. I love the name of this program, Fully Alive, right? Mm. Absolutely. It's, it's really, it speaks so much to what the gospel is about. Amen. It is. It is. He, he came to give us life and to give it abundantly. Every single time I, exactly. you know, we're, we re, we record this uh, radio show, I'm reminded of that because sometimes I forget. Like I'm just going from day to day, moment to moment. But no, we're we're called to truly, fully live, be fully alive. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't yeah. don't want to. So you know, it's interesting. We were looking at Ladakh Sea, yeah, and that whole idea of being fully alive, and it always draws me back to the question of God, yeah. of our the Trinity. And Laudato Si speaks to that. You know, so often people kind of pigeonhole encyclicals in different ways. Mm-hmm. But if I could take just a moment and I, and read, I know reading on the on the radio is probably not a good idea. But this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Laudato Si is the encyclical promulgated by Pope Francis in 2015 on care for our common home, and it's a it's quite a comprehensive encyclical, but towards the end, it concludes with this. And I'd like to just take a minute, if it's okay, sure. to read just a couple of paragraphs and just for us to really just rest into what the Holy Father is saying here. And it's the Trinity and the relationship between creatures. And then he, the Pope says, the Father is the ultimate source of everything, the loving and self-communicating foundation of all that exists. The Son, his reflection through whom all things were created, united himself to this earth when he was formed in the womb of Mary. The Spirit, infinite bond of love, is intimately present at the very heart of the universe, inspiring and bringing new pathways. The world was created by the three persons acting as a single divine principle but each one of them performed this common work in accordance with his own personal property. Consequently, quote, when we contemplate the wonder with wonder, the universe and all its grandeur and beauty, we must praise the whole Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about that, when we look on a starry night mm-hmm. and we look at the universe, how can we not but have wonder and awe? Right, yeah. Well, that's one of those those it's gifts true. that we were given, right? Wonder and awe. So, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's really this beautiful, beautiful idea of seeing tr- the Trinity in creation. And so for Christians, believing in one God, and he goes on. This is Pope Francis going on, on 239. For Christians, believing in one God who is Trinitarian communion su- suggests that the Trinity has left its mark on all creation. Mm. St. Bonaventure went so far as to say that human beings, before sin, were able to see how each creature testifies that God is three. Mm -hmm. Let me read that again. Bonaventure went so far as to say that human beings, before sin, were able to see how each creature testifies that God is three. 
the reflection of the Trinity was there to be recognized in nature when that book was open to man and our eyes had not yet become darkened. Sure. And then the Franciscan saint teaches us that each creature bears in itself a specifically Trinitarian structure so real that it could be readily contemplated if, if only the human gaze were not so partial, dark, and fragile. In this way, he points out to us the challenge of trying to read reality in a Trinitarian key. Mm-hmm. So think about what's being said here. All of a sudden, everything becomes sacred yeah. because it's all a gift from God. It's the Trinity imbued in all of creation. Sure. This is such an important message in our time. When so often we turn away from each other and we look just for our own selfish gain sometimes, and how do we turn towards each other and towards all of creation and see it but with wonder and awe? Mm-hmm. and recognize that it's all a manifestation of God's divine love. Sure. And, and you know, this is absolutely what we talk about in Theology of the Body and understanding um, why, we were, why we were called, you know, mm-hmm. what was God's original plan for us. We, you know, recognizing that, that relationship and that gift that God offered um, and the fact that, as you're saying, our gaze has gone dark. I mean, John Paul II talks about that in theology of the body too, that there was this original gaze mm-hmm. that, that man could actually look at another yeah. person and see God through their eyes. We, we've, we've clouded that a bit over, uh, with exactly. the fall, with the fall and, and uh, historical man beyond. So. Right. And, and so what Laudatosi really is, it's, it's a way, the way Pope Francis, the Holy Father organized the encyclical is first he, he describes what is, what is the current reality in terms of our neglect for one another and neglect for the earth mm-hmm. and turning our way, our eyes away from God sometimes. Yeah. And it starts in that current reality. And then it moves on to recognize that the, our common home is in trouble. It's our home. The earth is our home. Sure. And when we see the wildfires and we see the flooding and we see the hurricanes and we see the increase in temperatures and all of these indicators are signs of our neglecting the care for God's creation. Because that's what God has charged us with mm-hmm. is to have dominion. And by dominion in the biblical sense, is to mean the means to care, protect, and preserve. Right, we have a great Think responsibility about how we care for our children. Yes, yeah. exactly. He didn't. He didn't give us the the ability to dominate. He gave us dominion. There's a little bit of a difference. But some people think, well, oh, we're human. We're difference. here to dominate, right? Um, right, right. But if we go back to that trinitarian orientation, yeah. that it's all a gift from God, then we are a part of that creation. But we have a unique role in it. Mm. You know, we were charged with this dominion. And so we have to do that in a way that rec- that put God at the center, that puts mm-hmm. God at the center instead of us at the center. It's not here for us. It's here for its own glory. Yeah, It's all part of the glory of God's creation. And so that's really what we're challenged to do is how do we turn 
away from a throwaway to culture, from a yeah. use culture, to one that really recognized the beauty and the grandeur of all creation. And by doing that, we can love each other more mm -hmm. and we can love the earth more. We can sure. love everything more. And so once you look through the, that lens of seeing that everything is a gift and have gratitude, then we approach it with humility. Mm -hmm. And we could say, oh, gift. How do I preserve it? How do I care for it? Because that bird singing is singing to the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. Because those trees blowing in the wind, that is the sound of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And if one bird, we destroy one bird, that's one less voice in the world singing to the glory of God. Now we recognize that we have to live as human beings on the earth. And we, we are going to, we have to be, you know, eat and make a shelter and live in a society. But how do we do it in a way that is respectful and does it in a way that is recognizing that it's sacred? Mm -hmm. And think about like when we think so often about how the absolute necessity to care for the unborn. Yes. You know, this is part of our faith. You know, we care for those who are in the womb our little brothers and sisters who have yet to see the light of day. Mm -hmm. And this is central to our faith, you know, and we also have to care for the world in which they come into and the future generations that still yet to come. And if we don't care for the earth, <clears throat> there will not be a planet for them to be born into. And I think that's a really, a really own. good point. And this is where, you know, people who feel like they're on, on one side of the social teaching scale or another can can realize that we all should be working together, that this is all really the, the fact that God created everything. He created everything. And with human beings as the pinnacle, if you, if you listen to the creation story, um, he waited until the second to the last day to create man. Um, and he didn't until man was created, male and female, it wasn't until then that he said his creation was very good. Everything was good up until that moment. And so the creation of the heaven and the earth, which happened first, was very was good. And then the creation of the animals and the creation of everything that he created, the fish and the waters and all of that was good. And then finally, when male and female were created, it was very good. So it took until he got to the end to realize that everything was very good. But if you if you don't it's realize so it, true, he, he needed we needed all of those other things to happen so that man was ready to be created. And if we don't have those things. And, and yes. And what did he name man? Adam. Adam Which means earth. is earth. Yes. That's the translation of Adam is earth. And so here, God says, you are earth. Mm -hmm. And so it creates a direct connection of where you come from. Right. It, it inherently connects those, those dots. Right. Because without creation, we don't exist because we are creation. Right. So let's hold for a second. We need to take a break. And when we come back, we will expand on that, uh, talk some more about Adam being earth. We'll be right back.
Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program slash podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick. Your co-host along here with me is Ray Pingoy, and we are speaking with Michael Terrian from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity's uh, Laudato Si Working Encyclical Working Group. And we he was we were just talking about the fact that it's no mistake that God named Adam an, a, a word that meant Earth. And that this, there's certainly a connection between human beings and the earth, right? Um, and God created exactly. he created everything he did in the mm-hmm. order he did for a reason. And then he, we had to, you know, human beings were the pinnacle of creation, but all of those other things are necessary for us to, to live and for us to... Um, that's right. And I think the relationship is the key. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the point in the Trinity is, is that it's the relationship. It's three in one. And what Laudato Si really speaks to is the integral relationship or the integral ecology of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, oftentimes people pigeonhole Laudato Si as, an, as a green encyclical or something. Right. Well, it's not. Even yeah. Pope Francis has said, no, it's not. It's a social encyclical. Good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and it's this integral relationship of everything that we recognize that that's where where is that there's that's sacred i I remember um being in the at the vatican with a meeting with the pope and there was a bunch of us there for a conference on the u.n sustainable development goals and there was a lot of people and the, the pope took time the holy father took time to spend time with each one of those people and it was just amazing to see how the attention he gave and 
the question was asked to Cardinal Turkson, how can he do that? Like, it's amazing. And the response apparently between Cardinal Turkson and Pope Francis was, he sees each one of those in interactions as a sacrament. Mm. He sees each one of those as a sacred moment, that connection. Mm -hmm. And he's really calling all of us to look at how all of our interactions are sacred, you know, uh, in terms of all of creation. Mm -hmm. You know, when we get up in the morning, how do we look at our family members? Sure. You know, how do we connect with them in a way that's sacred? How do we do that with our children? How do we do with our grandparents? How do we do with our family, our neighbor? And then it extends out to everything because everything is connected to everything. Mm -hmm. And it's all a gift from God. You know, and the, the challenge has been oftentimes we put ourselves in the place of God. We yeah. put ourselves at the center instead of putting God at the center. I want to go back to that. And, uh, in that sorry, yeah. Michael. I just wanted to highlight this because I, I love the way you mentioned his last chapter in, in Laudato Si, and I want to quote Pope Francis because this is one of my favorite ones uh, that he mentioned here in the last chapter. He reminds Christians, he reminds us that sacraments and the Sabbath are essential to right relationship with creation. As you mentioned, the moment as human beings, the moment that we stop looking up and have that posture of wonder and awe is the moment where we, as you were about to mention, look at ourselves as, as, as God and look at right. ourselves, it just ends here. It, this is all for me right. kind of a posture. And I pray that we're right. always reminded, as I mentioned, every single time we, we record this uh, podcast, this, this uh, radio show, I'm reminded that this is the definition of truly living, is to gaze upon our Creator and not lose that, that focus. Because everything else, the, our relationship with creation, stems from that. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah, how Pope Francis right. reminds us of that. Yes. It, in in Laudato Si, it talks about the subject-object. Like so often we think of we're the subject and everything else is an object. And so it's there for me to use according to my needs. Mm. And so it creates kind of a throwaway culture, yeah, yeah. if you will, where yep. everything just becomes something to consume. Consume, 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 consume. And then you look at what that does and how that impacts not only the environment, but how it impacts our neighbor. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we even get to the place where we throw away people. Well, you know, and it's funny so we because even get to the... St. John Paul II said the same thing. He, he talked about a culture of death. And Pope Francis talks mm -hmm. about a throwaway culture. But we're really talking about the same thing here, where we treat our exactly. fellow person as an object... Um, although they may be the object of our affection, but they're not an object like like a paper cup is an object. But yet we drink out of a paper cup and we throw it in the trash. We do the same thing with a human being. And that's that's what happens in our culture of death and in our throwaway culture is we are mistaking people for everything else. Um, but, you know, uh, and then, of course, we misuse everything mm -hmm. that we sh that should be helping us to live as well, which is what we right. go, go to also in this document. And there's something that two pieces that you said that are really important, and Ray and Dawn, is this whole Parmethian orientation. And, and again, Laudato Si points to that, where if we think of ourselves as the God, mm. as, a, as we're in control, then we start to act like we're in control of everything. Mm, yeah. And what happens is we end up destroying and eating ourselves, and that becomes sin. Mm. And the other important point that you brought up, Dawn, 
and this is so important, is that there's a consistency in the ecclesiology yeah. about what we're talking about. You can go back to 1990 on the World Day of Prayer for Pope John Paul and what he's talking about creation. And then you to Benedict, who was considered the green pope, and now Francis. It's not something new. It's mm-hmm. something that has it's a part of the church. It's the teachings of the church. Sure. And if you go back into scripture in Genesis, Deuteronomy, um, Romans, it's throughout and into the New Testament, it's a, there's a consistent theology on which all of this is based. And I, I think the challenge now, because our because home, because human beings have become so dominant on the planet that we need to step back and and take a dose of humility mm-hmm. and and be able to look you know what at, at just again the the awe and the wonder but with that comes responsibility that's right sure because once we have that awakening once we go back to that central truth of what we are as Catholics, which is universal, that's what Catholic means, universal, we're all in it together. You know, now we're called to act. You know, now we're called to, to be responsible. To You know, we can no longer walk with our eyes closed. We have to open our heart to everyone and everything with care protection and and, um, mm-hmm. and the idea of preserving it. Yeah. One of the beautiful things I love about the making the, the sign of the cross, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We're open, that last cross, we're opening our hearts. We're not mm-hmm. closing it, we're opening it. And so how do we open? And then recognize that this part of this, of caring for creation, isn't something separate from the other ministries it's all connected. So if it's respect life, yes. it's immigration, if it's care for creation, it's the poor, it's all the same thing. It's about manifesting God's divine love. Amen. Yeah. As we take the host, the Eucharist in us, then we go into the world in every way and be in the world with compassion and mm-hmm. a loving, open heart. Absolutely. So so what we're talking about here, too, is, um, you know, there's there's. There's seven themes of Catholic social teaching, um, and certainly care for creation is one of those themes. And it goes all the way back to the very first theme, which is, you know, we believe in in life and the, and human dignity absolutely first. Yes. Um, and then everything else is is all about respecting the things um, about life that keep life alive <laughs> really you know we have to feed people we have to give right. people drink we need to treat people with dignity we have to let people uh, live in solidarity with one another i mean all kinds of things all, all everything is secondary to that life um and and the care for creation well, if we don't it, it care all, for it go it, ahead. All, it all intersects mm-hmm. right absolutely like if life is at the center right then it all intersects mm-hmm. right so if you have uphold life and the dignity of each person, number two is support families and future generations. Mm-hmm. Love the poor and the vulnerable. Right. Advocate for basic rights and a just economy. Be in solidarity with all as one human family, family care for all of God's creations. 
you can't do any any of them without the others right. because it all is towards the common good. Absolutely. So real quickly, we just have a minute. I know that you're involved in a, in a Vatican group uh, to help promote this encyclical, and you've been called to actually work with all of the uh, bishops in the United States to make this happen. And it's kind of exciting. We're working on this in Chicago, and then it's kind of spreading around the country. So why don't you talk about that for a second, and then we're going to have to move on, unfortunately. Yes. Well, um, two things. One is on August 31st, Cardinal Supich is going to be presiding at the Solemn Vespers for the World Day of Prayer for the Care for Creation at 7 p.m. at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Glenview. And so it's going to be followed after the Vespers um, with a lecture on sustainable architecture by Doug Farr, Chicago architect. And so we welcome everybody, please come. And so we can really celebrate our creation and be in unity on that. Uh, And then the Ladatasi Action Platform is a way that the Universal Church is promulgating the teachings of Ladatasi worldwide. And in the United States, it's all contextual. And then again, it looks at this integral ecology about environmental ecology, economic ecology, social ecology, cultural ecology, ecology of daily life, the principles of the common good and the next generation, and how we can bring that alive throughout parishes and throughout all the different functions throughout the archdiocese, because it's everybody working together, because creation includes everything, Mm -hmm. right? And so when we're talking about respect life, that's a component of that, you know, and we're looking at how do we care for the welcome the stranger that's a component of that if we're talking about how to be responsible stewards for all of the resources in our parishes and our in our different catholic institution that's a component of it so it weaves all of those together and it invites all of us to be being active in how we can be in solidarity to build the new reality of our local church and that's key we were talking about um renewing our church it's what what's the new reality and so that's uh, and that's going to be officially launched on October 4th by Pope Francis on the Feast of St. Francis. Okay. And so the Archdiocese of Chicago is playing an integral role with that. Great. Okay, well, it has been so wonderful to have you on, Michael. I'm sure we can invite you on again and yes. talk some more about this. Um, we will be mo- back momentarily with another colleague from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Thank you, Michael, for joining us. Uh, everyone else. Dawn, yes. Ray, thank you. You're a blessing. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Michael. Everyone else, we'll see you after the break. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. 
Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered, over 22,000 people have received mental health services, and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. We just had a little break, and before that, Ray and I were talking with a colleague, Michael Terrian, who manages our encyclical working group, among so many other things that he does, <laughs> including going over to the Vatican and working with the Pope on some things. Um, but what it, it was a great talk. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's important to understand that there's so much to respecting life. Mm -hmm. And I think um, a lot of people misunderstand what it means to care for creation. It doesn't mean that we're, uh, you know, tree huggers, <laughs> which is the old, the old term, right? That just means all you care about is, is the, is the forest and among other things, but it's, this is all, it's all created by God and it's, it's all connected um the way the way that Michael was talking about ecologically, mm -hmm. we're all connected, and without without the trees and without the earth, we're not going to survive. Neither would our future generations. And so important as a part of respecting life to understand that we respect all that God created for mm -hmm. us, and it and we should give thanks to Him for it. So although some things were created for us to eat, we should be thankful for that. That's right. Some things were created for us to live comfortably or we've found ways thanks to god to make our lives more comfortable but we should be thankful for that and respectful of it yes think, yes um, and also you know the 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 next topic at hand that we're mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about 
these are the our brothers and sisters that are fully affected. Uh, unfortunately, they're the ones that are mostly affected with the whole, uh, with with all these disasters that's happening in in our common home. Um, people right? in third world countries, people in third world countries, mm-hmm. uh, migration refugees, yes, things like that. And we need to talk about it to be in you know to be in solidarity with them. We're called to be in solidarity with our brothers and sisters. And there. and if you're truly in solidarity, then you put yourself in their shoes. Amen. And then, and then we're able to walk together. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, we're going to introduce another colleague um, who works in our immigration ministries in our pastoral migratoria department of, of our Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And during the late 1990s, as a young adult, Mauro Pineda worked in the southern mountains of Mexico in the state of Guerrero as a lay missionary for the mm-hmm. Archdiocese of Chicago. Before he came to the Archdiocese of Chicago's pastoral migratoria, Morrow also worked for several years at Rinkin Family Services, where he was a case manager, helping individuals recover from addiction. Throughout his adult life, Morrow has been consistently active in his parish as a lector, a minister of communion, was a member of Cardinal Francis George's Archdiocesan Pastoral Council, and he received his undergraduate degree from Niles College Seminary of Loyola University and a Master of Divinity degree from Catholic Theological Union. Welcome, Mauro. It's so ha- great to have you on the show with us. Hey, Mauro. Can you hear us okay? Hello, Don. There you go. Hello, Ray. <laughs> hello, hello. Great I, to I, see you. I, it's, it's great to hear all those things that you've done that you've been called to do. I just know you as Mauro, but wow. Praise right. be to God, all these this things that, that God has called you to do, and, and we're glad that you're in the office with us, Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. So you, um, your mission is pastoral migratoria. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yes, pastoral migratoria. We do a uh, formation and and a lot of collaboration with other agencies and organizations. <clears throat> um, I, I do the ones locally here in Chicago, but we have them in other dioceses mm-hmm. as well, uh, which is going national. Um, but we work with. Uh, Basically, anybody who has immigrated um, here to the United States, uh, we work with people who are legal residents. Some people are U.S. citizens, and other people are, you know, continue to be uh, unfortunately undocumented. Mm-hmm. But everybody shares that experience of um, immigrating into, the, you know, here to the United States. Okay, so when you say you work with them, what are some of the things you do? Well, we do formation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we are, you know, the Catholic Church, so it, it involves a lot of prayer. We do uh, retreats and we do um, uh, prayer circles, um, you know, uh, holy hours. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. so we do a lot of things that involve prayer. Um, but at the same time, we connect people with uh, <clears throat> uh, agencies or entities in the, in the in the area who may be of help to them, such as the consulates. You know, if you came mm-hmm. from El Salvador, you need a passport, you want to talk to the, you know, consul from El Salvador. Sure. Uh, Mexico, you want to talk to the Mexican consulate or Ecuador and, and so forth. And also because many people may be undocumented, they may be setting themselves up for abuse from an employer. So we connect them with, um, with agencies who will help them defend themselves, uh, you know, legally, because mm-hmm. uh, you may not have legal residency, 
but you still have rights as sure. a worker here in the United States. And so we connect them with people who, who can help them with that. Well, and it, it strikes me when you when you start to talk about people being taken advantage of. Um, we're just talking about human dignity here, mm-hmm. right? Every person deserves to be treated as a human mm-hmm. <laughs> and with dignity. Right. And um, I mean, some of the things we talk about in Catholic social teaching is you have a, you have a right to employment, right? You have a right to to make a an honest day's living. Um, and if you're not given that, you know, if that right's not not recognized or or, or you're treated as if you don't have that right, then well you know, that's just wrong. <laughs> so, right, right. so we're just talking about taking care of people and helping and helping them to, to, um, to feel that human dignity. And, and God bless you also, Mario, for, you know, you're starting off this, these conversations all around the archdiocese. And of course, as you mentioned, it's pastor migratoria all around the, uh, the country as well, because, uh, we need to have and build that platform that build that, uh, that venue to, uh, to hear the voices of, uh, of of migrants to hear the voices of, of refugees and to also help them out in any way that we can and be in solidarity mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I right. you know I can't imagine going somewhere and being treated less if you know you're not less welcome. Human, yeah. yeah, you're not even you know it's less than you're not even welcome, right? And so we're just talking about welcoming people, taking care of people, um, letting them be a part of our family as they are. No, yes, that, that is uh, that is so true, Don. Mm-hmm. I think one of the uh, <clears throat> the things that is probably the most heartbreaking. I know many of us hear these days about DACA and the the Dreamers, right? Uh-huh. Um, what's heartbreaking about that is that sometimes they get here when they're two years old, right? Maybe three. They have no idea um, where they came from. And so they grow up in this country. They go to grammar school, they go to high school, they speak English, it's the only language they know. Uh, And they don't even know, realize that they are undocumented. But that reality hits them when they graduate from high school and they find out that they cannot apply to a college, right? Uh, Because there's no social security uh, number. Um, And, and, uh, you know, it's such a traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. you know, reaching 18 years of age and knowing that you are, you don't belong in this country. And so that, that leads, leads to so many other, uh, you know, problems in our, in our society. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it is important to, you know, to welcome people to, you know, to help them uh, because they contribute uh, to this country. And of course, one of the things that we sometimes hear, and, and it is so true that as they are working, they are also paying uh, taxes, um, you know, but difference uh, from from you or I, you know, when at the end of the year you file your income tax, and um, you know we make it our money back or or what have you, right? But they they won't be seeing any of that because they they cannot um, uh, you know f- file for that for that income tax. Um, and I know there it's a complicated issue, but I think uh, on the human level, it, you know, there's just so much lack of, of uh, dignity in the way that people are, are treated. Mm-hmm. And I think as a Catholic church, uh, it is our job to protect the dignity uh, of the person, right. of the worker. Mm-hmm. You know, Catholic social teaching, they, you know, focuses entirely on, on human dignity pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and it, it all comes down to the fact that we have a right to life. And then there's there's certain offshoots of being alive that we should just have, you know, in, in our own human rights. Um, and in feeling welcome and treated as pretty, in the way we're treated as pretty basic to that right to life. But it's, it's an important part of it. Um, and being respected as a member of the human family, certainly. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're, that's that's what we're talking about here. Um, I mean, certainly, I think, you know, we don't need to get into the, all the border issues and all of that. Um, and the, and there are people that that try to, you know, circumvent the system, and there are people who try to do things they shouldn't do. But but then there's just just people that were just looking for a better life, um, or came here of without even choosing to come here, um, and now they've been here their whole life. So certainly, things to think about, right? Okay. Well, um, we got to take a break and we'll be right back. We'll talk some more about this. Okay. See you momentarily. That's good. So much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thanks for hanging with us. This is the last segment of Fully Alive for August 4th, 2021. Uh, you're you're listening to Dawn and Ray, and we have a co-worker, Mauro Paneda, that we are talking with about his role in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity and what our immigration group does, especially the Pastoral Migratoria um, specific to Chicago. So we were just talking about the importance of um, making people feel welcome and certainly that everyone is a human being. And that's a big part of what it, the Catholic social teaching of the church is all about. Um, and then, you know, Ray had a couple of questions for you about yeah. some events coming up and things like that. And this is great, Maru. Again, I, I want to honor you for really starting th- these conversations, uh, uh, these quote unquote top uh, conversations that we're having as a country, m- migration, immigration, 
and I know also that there's uh, other things uh, that your office is working on right now and also towards September. I've heard about this uh, beautiful National Migration Week coming up and then also uh, World Day of Migration and Refugees. Can you tell us about that, a little bit about that? What does that look like? And again, this is a great opportunity for us to start having these conversations about Mm -hmm. immigration and refugees. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Ray. Uh, So Migration Week is is celebrated every year Mm -hmm. in the month of September uh, by uh, Pope Francis. And and so to line up with that same week, we're going to be celebrating as, as well. So there will be several several events. Uh, there will be a an event that we will be having uh, <clears throat> uh, at Holy Cross, um, not Holy Trinity uh, High School, mm-hmm. uh, and as well as um, a few prayer services that we will be having, you know, throughout that week. Um, and every year we also have the um, that's going to be coming up in, in December. It's called a Posada. And we have that in downtown Chicago. Um, a, a posada is celebrated um, in in Mexico. It is traditional uh, to uh, the Christmas time, mm-hmm. and and we will be celebrating in the heart of uh, of downtown Chicago to you know to discuss um, you know to, to give more visibility to the uh, to the issue of immigration. Uh, there's also uh, Keep Hope Alive, which is an event that we'll be having in October. And that is an event that is, it, it's a big fundraiser for the for Pastora Migratoria. And we also recognize leaders throughout the city of Chicago uh, who have, you know, demonstrated uh, a lot of support and have provided resources to, to immigrants, um, you know, throughout the area. Um, um, so yes, we have a busy uh, fall coming up, yeah. um, you know, beginning in in September or actually in August. We have a few others, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now isn't there a big? Um, there's something happening towards the end of September that you uh, a big event you have, right? The uh, yes, that would that's the uh, the uh, National Migration, Migration Week. Week. Okay. Yes, and, okay. and we're going to be having that. Um, during that week we used to do it in in january that's right i remember uh, where, right, we yeah. had, where we had a mass and celebrated at the cathedral right, right uh but this year we decided to to change it to september so that it could coincide with the um to join uh, the rest of the, the world yeah. yeah that's great right that's great right. so okay hey, Maru, any any way that uh we can uh, let our listeners know how do we get more information about all these great events that's uh that you all are doing how, how do uh they touch base with you connect with you in, the, in these things right. well you can uh, visit uh archdiocese of chicago uh, webpage and just look up uh, immigration ministry mm-hmm. so we have a lot of information there uh, you can also visit our Pastoral Migratoria Facebook page. Uh, we tend to put up all our events um, there as well. Uh, we're actually having one this weekend. Uh, it's called an, an Instituto, and that's going to be on a national level, and it's mm. open to anybody who is interested in participating. Um, and, of course, you can always um, email me at mpineda at archchicago.org, and I'd be more than happy to uh, to connect you um, as well. Well, and just so everyone knows, too, if you have a particular interest in this ministry, 
Um, a lot of the parishes actually have a pastoral migratory ministry. Um, they do have um, what they call IPCs who may be in charge of running that that ministry and a committee, just like we have Respect Life committees. I don't know if you want to talk for a second about what those committees look like and the kind of things they do, Mauro, in the parishes. Right. We, we have uh, over 50 parishes in the diocese now they have uh, Pastoral Migratoria Ministry. And, and so what they do is the, the leaders in these parishes, they go through the formation, which we provide um, here at the diocese. Mm-hmm. Once they go, they finish that, that formation, there's a commissioning ceremony. This, this year we had a, a great uh, commissioning ceremony uh, at Our Lady of Mercy Parish. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and and then the leaders from there, they, they take over and they start having these events in their own in, in their own parishes. So mm-hmm. I, I could give you more information if, um, you know, people contact me, uh, but which individual parishes are, you know, have these ministries. Well, and there's no reason why if they don't have one, they couldn't start one. Right. That's always something you could do in your parish. So. Exactly. Right, exactly. right. And I know that there's a number of priests um, in the archdiocese that this is a kind of a, a, a ministry that's near and dear to their hearts. And you have a whole committee of priests that, that work with you on these um, these issues. Right, right. right. Uh, priests for Justice for Immigrants mm-hmm. uh, is one group. Mm-hmm. Another big group is the uh, Sisters and Brothers uh, of Immigrants. So we, grow, we work closely with both of them um, on different issues. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mauro. Um, we appreciate you joining us. So, uh, you know, this is just another one of those ministries that we have in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. It's nice to be able to highlight mm-hmm. some of what our colleagues do. And, and the fact that we all work together, That's you know, right. um, and, and I think when we were talking to Michael earlier, we, we made the point that, you know, there's connections here. This is an a, ecclesial thing. Um, we really, if we aren't taking care of, of one person or, you know, one person's needs, then really the, the trees and the earth are crying out mm-hmm. for for justice um every you know it's it's all connected and that's that's just some, something that i think a lot of people miss miss out on understanding they think if you're you know involved in one ministry that it, it's up and against another and and we don't you know we can't work together i think it's it's become such a thing in in our culture um that you're a part of a political system or part of a, a national party or and and then because they stand for one thing or another therefore we have to stick with what that party says or what that um, you know political mm-hmm. activity is so we're, we're not a political party here in the Catholic Church we're not a political activity we're just Catholic God is bigger than politics right yes absolutely <laughs> so you know just just because we support the immigrant doesn't mean that we can't also uh, believe that the child in the womb is sacred. And just because the child in the womb is sacred doesn't mean that we can't take care of our earth. You know, all of these things go together. And and we're taking care of our earth. That also means we can also feed the hungry and uh, clothe the naked. This is all about being Catholic. And that's what our office is all about. So I don't know if you want to add something to that, Mario. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, absolutely, uh, Don. I, I, I mean, we we don't do anything uh, political, and you know, right now we're asking, you know, we're asking Joe Biden, who is the president, to to legalize people, right? Uh, but the last president to do this was uh, Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and so I became a legal resident when Ronald Reagan, a Republican, um, 
you know, passed a law known as amnesty, and I was able to become a, a resident and then a uh, a, a citizen, mm -hmm. uh, thanks to you know to Ronald Reagan. So so yes, you know, we, we do try to put pressure on you know on on, on whoever is a, you know president at the time. But we do not take, you know, you know, a party sides, right. uh, whether it's Democrat or Republican. Um, you know, I, I think we're working into respect the dignity of the human person as as a Catholic Church. That's right, absolutely. And it's important that we're always reaching out to our legislators um, to understand what what these human rights issues are, what these human dignity issues are. It's not that we are Republican, Democrat, Independent, otherwise. It's it's human dignity issues we're talking about taking care of people. And whenever we, we see our, um, our, our human family being hurt, that's when we need to stand up for the injustice, whether it's in the womb, whether it's um, somebody who's elderly, whether it's uh, somebody who has, has no American documents um, or United States documents, um, or whether it's somebody that, you know, just can't get the food they need to survive. That all is all issues that we need to take up with our legislators um, just because we're standing up for justice. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks again, Mauro. Thanks, Mauro. For joining us. Um, I'd also like to thank Michael Terrian for the time that he was with us. Um, and then we will be back in September with another great set of topics, I'm sure, to talk about on the life, life and justice arena and the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. So thank you so much for being with us. And we will see you in September. Bye, Mauro. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Ray. God bless. <laughs> By the power of his blood. Amen. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. I heard my